Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. I'm Billy Embody. With me is Shay Dixon. It's spring break for LSU football, but the recruiting news has certainly not slowed down. As we lead off with the big news of the weekend, Alito linebacker Devon Keys committed to LSU, class of 2024 prospect, jumping on board. With LSU's class, uh, pushing them back up into the top 10 overall classes in the country. He's a three-star on the On3 industry ranking, uh, but a guy that we at On3 feel like could continue to move up, especially after earning top performer honors this weekend at Under Armour Dallas. I was there and got a glimpse of him uh, doing some drills. He was fluid in those. you know, had some really good reps in coverage in one-on-ones, which is a difficult thing, always slanted more towards those running backs, especially um, when it comes to running backs lining up against linebackers in this camp setting. But he provided good coverage, had a few catches on him. But this is a big addition for LSU, a guy that has a lot of upside. He runs track. Uh, he competed in a powerlifting event uh, over the weekend as well before going into Under Armour Dallas. So, a guy that's used to being around the weight room, uh, has a really nice frame. And uh, Shay, I like this pickup for LSU. He's a guy with lots of uh, Louisiana ties as well. Yeah, look, this was a nice addition for them. Remember, let's take it back to when he committed silently before he went publicly. Um, what was that, a week ago, Billy? Two weeks ago? Okay, so very recently. And he announced shutting down my recruitment 
a couple of hours after that, Bama offers him and he puts out a Bama offer. And even everyone on our board, Billy, because you had put in a pick for LSU to land him when we had heard the buzz that behind the scenes, he was starting to shut things down and it was going to go LSU's way. Everybody said, well, he's going to drag it out. Well, he's going to visit Bama. Oh, well, we tried. And within the week, he shut it down. He didn't make a visit to Bama. He didn't entertain the offer from the Tide any further. Went forward with his public commitment. Um, I'll let you share whatever y'all talked about when you caught up because you saw him at Under Armour Dallas when he got top performer. But one thing you, you talked about liking the pickup, they need linebackers. We know that. He's a really good player, obviously. Very productive. Uh, the film pops. But we always talk about guys competing at a high level. Like, I love it when LSU picks up kids like an Ahmad Bro, who was an All-State performer. When you go out and get kids at Destrahan like Collage Cobbins, who was a key piece to a state title team. Devon Keys playing at a school like Alito, Billy, what they have to be one of the biggest schools in Texas. They win a state title this year. You were there. He was disruptive in that game. I think he had what? A fumble recovery somewhere early in the game that kind of helped get Alito ahead and then uh, also plays a little offense, scored a couple touchdowns. So this is a kid when you can go into the big powerhouse programs in Texas and get the really good players. That's big time. And this isn't the first time they've been into Alito. Look, this was Jojo Earl territory and um, Brian Allen Jr. territory. Those guys were once committed to LSU. Again, I'll take it back to you now. You talked to him in person. I kind of get the sense that this one will stick because it seems like he really, really sees LSU as the fit. Yeah, I do think it'll stick in, in large part because he has tons of family sprinkled throughout South Louisiana. I was catching up with his dad before he visited LSU, and I said, when are you guys getting down there? He said, well, we're getting down there you know, Thursday night and, and getting in uh, to see some family all Friday. I mean, Lake Charles, um, you know, around Baton Rouge, a bunch of different uh, areas in South Louisiana that they were stopping in because there's family all over the place for the Keys uh, down there. And, and Devon's really excited about that. That was one thing that stuck out to him, you know, is whenever he plays in Tiger Stadium and, you know, kind of across the SEC, he's going to have family and, and a large group likely uh, in attendance. So that was really special um, for him. I know Mike Ferrara, player personnel analyst at LSU, was key in this. He had been recruiting him at Texas A&M before he got to LSU. He was kind of driving the bus for this. And then Matt House comes in, he gets hired and they continue to watch him. And eventually they offered him, made that move. And Devon Keyes has been, you know, one of their top linebacker targets for a long time now. Uh, he's been to a game, he's been around, and he is just one of those kids that really comes off, um, you know, very bright. Uh, you can tell Alito trusts him in a big way with their defense running it in the middle. This is a program that has won, I don't even know what it is now, so many state titles in a row. Um, it, it, That's your job. You, you you live in Texas. You, this is what you need to know, Billy. I believe it's 11. I believe That's it's 11. Yeah, I believe uh, it's 11 uh, straight uh, state championships um, that they've won. And I'm, I'm going to try to make sure because I, mean, I know straight? Uh, somebody else got, got corrected. Um, you know, selling them one short or something like that. Um, you said they did all these straight, like back to back to back to back to back to back to back. Here it is. Uh, they have won three consecutive, the only school in Texas to have won three consecutive state championships on two separate occasions, going from 09 to 11, 16 to 18. Um, and they have won their 11th 
uh, state championship this past uh, year uh, with their win over College Station. So they've won 11 state championships, which is the most in Texas history. So a very historic program. So um, I was trying to oversell that. Kind of, like, to, uh, kind of like the LSU National Championships. They spaced them out a bit, but very yeah. dominant over two decades. And, and they just moved up this year, too. So it was a really impressive win for them uh, to to earn that one. This is their first year uh, moving up in this classification. But Devon Keys, I mean, I think this one sticks. Uh, he's got a ton of ties to Louisiana. And, you know, LSU is prioritizing for a long time. You know, Duke was a program that was really after him. I mean, like I mentioned, he's a bright kid, um, really, really uh, processed as well, moves around well out there. So I, I like this pickup for LSU. Uh, I know people are going to see three-star and say, you know, okay, just how good is he? Um, but I like well, him. I like the two-way versatility. I like that he's competitive. He's in track. He's in powerlifting. Um, physically, he'll be a guy that continue, can continue to add mass up top. Um, I know he I – I think he just put down a 600-pound squat over the weekend. So he's got some size to him, no doubt about it, uh, in that sense. And uh, I think after this weekend's performance, he did not look at, out of place all uh, matching up and, and running around. So uh, like the pickup a lot. And I think he's somebody that'll rise uh, in the rankings as well. Yeah. I mean, you talk about, I, I was catching up with Charles power, our national director of recruiting and uh, or rankings and scouting. I should say he and Cody Belair work on all that. Cody was in attendance named Devon keys, the top performer. You were there, Billy. You said he looked great. Always obviously good. If you can get a commitment from a kid, then he turns around and goes to one of the marquee camps in the country and wins top performer. It makes you feel a little bit better about who you just got in. I will add that he did, we said an Alabama offer. He also had A&M, Oklahoma, TCU, Penn State, um, Oregon, Baylor, Prime at Colorado. I mean, it was well over 20 offers when I was glancing at his list uh, the other day. So solid pickup there. It gives them, as you said, it keeps them as a top 10 class, number 10 class in the country. Signing day isn't till December long time away, but this is where you want to be. They've got 11 commitments now, seven on defense, four on offense. Eventually those numbers will kind of uh, meet in the middle. Once the class is done, they'll have about the same on both sides. But I think what we need to ask ourselves now, Billy, is this. You've got Xavier Atkins, a linebacker committed. You just took Collage Cobbins, who you want to use as a linebacker, maybe in a Harold Perkins type role, but someone who certainly won't be a full-time edge rusher. Now you've got Devon Keyes, who's a linebacker. That's three. I know you want a lot, but who do we turn to now and say, LSU's got to prioritize this kid, or LSU really needs to still be in it with this kid because they're still making offers at linebacker. They hosted kids this past weekend who they had recently offered at linebacker. And when I look, I this is me. I'm always going to start in Louisiana. I look at the state. Tylen Singleton sitting up there at, out of Manny is one of the best available linebackers in the country. Is that where our argument should begin? I think we got to start with Tyler Singleton and then go from there. Yeah, I completely agree. And and Tylen Singleton landing him. What I call him, Tyler. Tylen. Yeah, I, 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 I think you might have, but you let off the Tylen. So uh, the you you were right on the uh, direction there. Um, but you know, Tylen is is would give them. I mean, I think one of the best linebacker halls in the country. I mean, I think he's somebody that you've got to land if you're LSU. Um, establish yourself at Manny. Uh, they, you know, despite the coaching change, are going to be a team that challenges, you know, for a state championship once again. And, you know, planting that flag and, and getting Tylen Singleton would be huge. You know, the, they're not 
they're not going to get him easily. You know, TCU, Texas A&M, those are some of the other programs that are certainly hot on him, and he's got some visits coming up, but he's expected to be back in Baton Rouge to lead off April. I think you've got to go out and get him. I think he would be – he would round things out really well. You've got Collage Cobbins, who can kind of be used in a Harold Perkins-type role. You've got Devon Keys, who's a true middle backer. And you've also got Xavier Atkins, a true middle backer. I think Tylen Singleton is a great fit for a Will linebacker. Uh, moving down from safety this past year to play linebacker um, suggests that as well. So uh, he is the top target. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But I will say, you mentioned those other offers. You mentioned those guys they've been hosting for visits. Two of them out of Texas. Uh, one at a familiar high school for LSU. Lucas Lovejoy linebacker Peyton Pierce uh, was on campus the first weekend. LSU is now heavily in the mix there, uh, along with Ohio State, um, along with uh, plenty other programs. But Ohio State is one that really stands out to me in that regard. Um, Oklahoma as well. But LSU uh, made a move with Peyton Pierce. I think he and his family really liked the visit. Um, he's a true middle linebacker. So that would give you, if you somehow you know got him on board, that would give you three true middle linebackers and then – you know, you're still trying to figure out Tylen Singleton. And then on the other hand, you've got Jalen Boardley, kind of a, a very quick two-way uh, defender out of Pleasant Grove in Texarkana, who LSU just offered, and he just made his way to campus and really, really enjoyed it. He told me LSU's at the top of his list, and now uh, he's got an Oklahoma State official visit. He's going to set an LSU one, uh, but they've got some linebacker options. This is not a room that they're going to have to you know, in all likelihood, go hungry at uh, looking for talent to uh, jump into this room. So it's going to be intriguing to see how all this works out. No doubt. And the guy, the linebacker who's been committed for the longest amount of time is Xavier Atkins. And I know we've gotten a lot of questions about him. This is a four-star linebacker who originally from Jonesboro, Louisiana, moved over to the Houston area for his senior year of football. And people have I don't know what these were, you know, if you're a recruit, Nick, if you're a diehard, you're following all this and he's going on different visits and he's showing up to uh, battle New Orleans wearing Arkansas gloves and woo pig suey. And I'll just break this to people who, and I'm sorry if I'm pulling back the, the curtain here and on the wizard of Oz, but these kids, especially kids from places like Jonesboro and different small towns around the country, this is the first time they've ever been outside of their small community and realized, oh, wait, everybody else realizes I'm good at football. All these other schools want me now. And that's fun for them. And I'm never going to knock a kid like so many people have been. This maybe even isn't directly at him, but you see it with every cycle. Well, he's going on other visits. Oh, he showed up wearing all Florida gear. Uh, to that visit. Drop him all, you know, go ahead and cut him. We can do better. Let kids be kids because the reality is behind the scenes, Things are still pointing towards LSU. They've got, even in the Houston area, they were dealing with people who are very close to the LSU program. LSU's coaches are talking to these guys, especially guys like Xavier Atkins, more than you could even imagine. So what often we see on sort of the public side, right, on Twitter, on social media, doesn't always match what's happening behind the scenes. I think Xavier Atkins is a guy that, for me at least, sticks, and maybe I'll change my mind later. But right now, everything I'm hearing is he wants to be a Tiger. Yeah, and, and he was back on campus and riding around with Reese Williams and uh, Ja'Cory Watson, who uh, Ja'Cory is the number one athlete in the country in class of 2025. And you can tell those guys are all tight. And and depending on what happens with Xavier uh, Atkins and Maurice Williams, 
they could very well be tied together. You know, not necessarily a package deal, but they've been taking a lot of visits together. They're very close. Um, so keep an eye on those two LSU commits, uh, Xavier Atkins and Maurice Williams, as far as kind of what they do. But I'm with Shea. I, I don't think anything's necessarily imminent uh, as far as him flipping elsewhere by any means. Um, I think there are schools that are on him hard, like Texas A&M, like Arkansas. And I'll say this about Xavier, and we've, we've talked about this uh, a good bit. He is very complimentary. And he's a super kid, very enthusiastic. Um, and like you said, new to a lot of these places and new to this experience in a way. So when he goes on to another campus, he genuinely enjoys his time. And I think 99% of the people that would go through this process would do the same, regardless of if you're committed elsewhere or not. So I think, you know, he's just doing what honestly a kid should do. If you genuinely had a good, good time, you can say that. And you're entitled to say that and say, these guys did a great job with their visit. And I really enjoy my time with them. Um, at the end of the day, it's all about whether he signs or not. And, you know, right now, I don't think we have any reason um, necessarily to see him flipping elsewhere. I think he's going to continue to take visits. He wants to take some official visits, but LSU's doing what they should be doing, and that's recruiting him very hard, and we'll see how the chips fall. All right, you want to get into the recruiting weekend? There was more than one coach um, that I spoke with, made on anonymity, uh, said in just 24 hours they had more than 300 kids come by. And it may sound like a lot. It is. It's a ridiculous amount. They benefited in a big way, Billy, from not just that Dallas um, combine happening, but more importantly, battle New Orleans and all of these national seven on seven teams coming to New Orleans. Because by my estimate, 95 percent of the teams that were at that tournament ended up driving over to Baton Rouge and spending some time on campus and meeting with the staff. And on those teams are a ton of LSU targets, a number of LSU commitments and then a number of guys that they offered over the weekend. I'll weigh in kind of with some of my thoughts from a very um, sort of thousand foot view here, uh, because I think there's something to take away from just what they were able to do. But specifically out of this weekend, what did you like? When you have a weekend like this where there's Battle New Orleans and you have all these teams coming through, like you said, over 300 prospects, You've got to also sift through the kids that are saying, I'm going to go visit LSU. And I'm, you know, I'm there for an LSU visit. I just also have this tournament. We saw a lot of kids pop by on Friday. You also saw kids pop by on Saturday in between games with their teams. So sifting through who's really there for LSU is one of the key pieces of our jobs for this. And the big one for me that was on campus was David Stone, the five-star defensive lineman from IMG Academy, a top 15 overall prospect, the number two defensive lineman in the country on the on-three industry ranking, Oklahoma, Michigan State, um, USC, UCLA. I mean, there are, this one's going to go coast to coast, it feels like, uh, as far as where he's going to go see. Uh, Texas A&M uh, got him on campus before LSU did, um, and he was at Florida, I believe, the day before LSU. So he's making his rounds, but Talked to a couple sources, and that one is one where I I, I think it went well. I, I I don't necessarily see LSU as a leader right now, uh, but they have catapulted themselves up into the mix. Um, and it would not surprise me if he returned this summer for a visit, maybe an official, um, if he takes to the fall, maybe a fall official visit. But I think that's one where 
you know, everybody knows that Jamar Kane has to deliver some defensive tackles this cycle. There's no surprise in that. He's a huge target. He's been a longstanding target for Jamar Kane since he was at Oklahoma. So there is some familiarity. I think LSU made some headway in that regard. They still got a battle. Oklahoma is going to have him on campus. Uh, I believe they have him on campus right now, actually. Um, and then Michigan State and, and schools like that. But uh, I, I think that was one really big prospect for me that was definitely there to see LSU. Um, he also was was there a little bit with this seven on seven team. But uh, this is one where he wanted to get to LSU and this one was scheduled. And, and he was very adamant about this being a, a visit to see practice and hang out with Jamar Kane and all that. And he spoke highly of it to us as well. Yeah, and um, look, this is what you want, too, because and, – and I'll offer up because this sort of ties in. LSU had the number one and number two defensive linemen, and I'll use the industry uh, – on three industry rankings here. The number one and number two defensive linemen, uh, you mentioned David Stone, Williams uh, – or what, Winery. I always mess up his last name, but uh, Williams, Winery, both on campus. So you want big-time interior players. Okay, cool. Here's – Coach Kane got you the number one and number two guys in the rankings on campus at the same time. Among these big group of visitors, they had number one and two D linemen, number one athlete, number one tight end, number one safety, number three running back, a top five safety for this year and next year in Zaquan Patterson and Fahim Delani, a top five wide receiver for this year, this year, Jamie French, and uh, a top five or for next year, and a top five corner in Chris Uwald. A number of, like, there was then, like, 20 top 100 guys. But you got 22 positions on the field. Like, five or six of the number one players at those positions were on LSU's campus this past weekend. It doesn't get any bigger than that. That's what you want these weekend visits in the spring to be because you're jockeying for 24 guys for official visits uh, and certainly position in the race for them. For 2025 guys, meaning these guys are about to be juniors in high school, you're really laying the foundation and trying to say, Hey, we're one of the top teams early on. So for them to get that amount of talent on campus in one weekend, that's what Georgia does. That's what Bama does. That's what these masses, that's what Colorado did on a couple of weekends where everyone said, well, how are they popping all these big name players? This is how you do it. You get them on campus. You may feel like, Hey, we have a shot with 15, 20% of these guys. Then you hone in on the guys who had the really good visits who you know about now, you feel better about after meeting them, and you take it from there. I'll also add, too, um, Dominic McKinley, who is not there this weekend, but we're talking about uh, two nationally ranked defensive linemen, the number one and two defensive linemen, and David Stone and Williams Winery. Dominic McKinley out of Louisiana, he could battle to be in that mix. There's some people who think that he might be better than David Stone at this stage. So it will be really interesting to see what they can do outside the state at defensive line and certainly on the interior. But for me, baby, just as much inside the state with the guy like McKinley. Yeah, I, I think the the target list at defensive line, and we talked uh, on last week's podcast, I think about, you know, how impressive of a group they've had to kick off March as far as defensive lineman goes. You got that, that group from Mississippi that's been on campus. That's impressive. I think when you look at, navigating these recruitments it's very important that you don't waste your time and i think that's one thing that jamar kane does well i i think there were some prospects last year that you know he could have taken them all the way to you know early signing period or whatever 
and tried to be in on and and create some buzz and not ever really had a shot but he kept his list short and i think for the most part he's doing that this year too and you know when you have a year in state and i talked to melvin hills uh the lca defensive lineman at the under armor camp we'll talk about that later but uh you know they're still recruiting him uh this is a defensive line group that lsu has to get some tackles out of and i do feel like they have enough on their list to come away with probably two, you know, that, that would be a sweet spot, true defensive tackle number. If you get Dominic McKinley and then you get one of the others you're recruiting, I think that's a really good, you know, haul. That would be, that would be a success uh, in, in my opinion, just kind of looking back at it. So they're swinging away at those uh, guys. I'll say this about, uh, you know, another prospect who was on campus, Jamie French, the 2025, um, one of the best wide receivers in the entire country, uh, went right up there. Uh, at the top, he's somebody that Cortez Hankton really covets. Um, you know, that's something that I picked up from Jamie and, and talking with some sources uh, around his seven on 17. I could battle Miami. Cortez Hankton was just waiting to get him on campus to give him that offer. And that, you know, with 2025s, you can't, you know, really talk to him until September 1st. Um, as much as you, know, you really want to, they've got to call you or you've got to have a coach, you know, put him on the phone and things like that. Um, but now that he's got the offer, I expect LSU to really turn up the heat there. And I know it was an important offer for Jamie as well. Yep. Wide receiver recruiting. They've only offered Kobe Young in Louisiana. So they have to get outside the state. They do have JoJo Stone committed. But where do they go from there? Um, I'm not sure. But when you say Miami, I go right back to Jalen Brown or the Miami area. Hankton pulled that off a year ago. <clears throat> so if he's trying to be in South Florida and be active, I'm more of a South Mississippi, East Texas, where you should probably be branching out to first. We should mention Nareel White, actually, someone we talked about on the pod a few times, committed to Arkansas uh, here recently, a wide receiver. So that's one you can take off the board for a moment. I'm, I'm curious because, again, if you're not going to be in Louisiana recruiting, be very smart about what you're doing when you're going to other states. Hankton having that time in South Florida last year recruiting Jalen Brown, I think, will help. And I think he handed out – I've talked to at least a couple of kids. They handed out six new offers. He gave three South Florida kids an offer at the same time. They're all friends from Boynton Beach. Uh, brought them over in the weight room, talked to them all, and said, hey, look, we've already all watched all y'all's film. We're glad y'all came. I'm going to offer not just one of you, but all three of y'all. And all of them are wide receivers. So Hankton in the Sunshine State might be a thing. Yeah, and uh, Jamie French from Jacksonville. So right there with, with Colin Hurley. I know he's tight with him um, and has a relationship there. So that's one they're going to keep working and uh, you know, we'll see how the chips fall a long way away um, on that one as he's 2025. But I, I just think you got to, you got to look at, you know, checking boxes as you go through this process. And we've talked about it on the podcast that out of these early visit weekends as LSU's now on spring break, I don't really expect them to host too many guys uh, this coming weekend, but we'll keep an ear out. This is a good start and you're going to see commitments come from these weekends whether it be guys we've seen like Ahmad Bro, Kalaj Cobbins, and Devon Keys, or guys that they've set themselves up well for uh, to get officials and, and to, you know, make those early waves to, uh, you know, be in position to end up with those summer commitments from those guys. 100% agree. Same thing we said after a week ago's pod when they had all those kids in, and it did lead to commitments, as you just noted. Does it happen right now? I don't know. A lot of these kids are out-of-state guys who are being recruited by a lot of schools, and they have other stops coming. 
Um, but we saw it with Devon Keys. He was being recruited by a lot of other schools. He was having new offers roll in. He was having coaches say, come visit, and he shuts it down. So uh, will be something to monitor. I will note 11 commitments, Billy, is um, a much faster start than they were a year ago when they got into the summer. And I think they only had three or four commits and everybody <clears throat> was pressing the panic button, not us. Uh, we were telling them don't, but saying they don't have enough commits. And then they rolled off like double digit commits in July and August. So a faster start, um, that often means then it will slow down at some point. But I think that for Brian Kelly and this staff, making the best use of the offseason is getting guys on board now, getting guys eval in the spring and in summer camp, popping them, them, popping them then, getting their commitment then, or then when July, right before kids start their senior year, it goes to a dead period. And kids go home and they talk things over and it's like, hey, look, I'm ready to commit. I don't want to deal with this as a senior. Then you've built the bulk of your class. And that's how all the top schools have done it. LSU's traditionally done it that way. And LSU was able to do it that way last year. It just took them getting like 17 commitments in two months right before the season. That's when they popped all the big guys. So I like the the start. It's not too fast for me. It's not, you know, too slow. I think they're right on pace with where they need to be to get to August and have the bulk of the class built. Yeah, I completely agree. So we'll be here to track it for you guys as well. And uh, during that time, uh, I know it can get a little dicey. It can get a little stressful, which is why you need to talk to our friends at Rogue Shop. RogueShop.com, promo code BENGLETIGER for 10% off all of their products on the site. You can talk with Richard and Char, the husband and wife who run the craft cannabis company. Um, it's a veteran-owned business. Uh, so support them as well. Uh, you've got you know, tinctures, creams, pre-rolls, gummies. Uh, Shay, this is stuff that you know we continue to hear good things about on the message board from people who have jumped on board. Um, overall, I mean, just been such a fun partnership and getting to know them even more. Yeah, I'm on the site right now because I want to make sure I have this right when I say it because I'd gotten a new order in. Um, the... Let me scroll here, make sure I'm giving it uh, to you right. Yes, Delta 8 THC gummies. Uh, they come in 50 milligrams or 125. Uh, you can really just bite them in half, and that also kind of works. But even when you're on the website, it says helps you with sleep or people have pain and, and kind of want to help with that. And then that helps them sleep. Instead of a half, I went for a whole last night. Um, I just had a long day. I was tired. I didn't sleep well the night before. I closed my eyes last night at 11 something and opened them this morning at like 6.15. There was no tossing around in bed. There was no <clears throat> getting up in the middle of the night for some water or a trip to the kitchen uh, or mess around on my phone, just straight out. And I woke up and then I was like, I got to say that on the pod today because I actually feel so rested. So my go-to, I'm sticking with uh, the, the Delta 8s, the gummies. Bedtime, perfect. Out, cold. Yeah, I mean, I just had the in-laws in. So, I mean, anxiety, you know, that that stuff uh, you can uh, also take there. Uh, all kidding aside on that front, though. Um, this is just great, great. Listening. Yeah, right. Uh, there, There's great, great stuff um, out there from uh, Rogue Shop, RogueShop.com. Our friends Richard and Shark. Shay mentioned he jumped on the site. Um, you can jump in the live chat with them. That's usually Richard and Shar on the other end. They can answer any of your questions as you're browsing, browsing the site, kind of help guide your journey uh in craft cannabis and and this small shop you know that is uh you know 
keen on giving you quality. And I think that's important. It's not a huge operation. Everything's done by hand. So support Rogue Shop. They're awesome. Uh, and they're also members of the Bengal Tiger uh, and on three. So we, we love them. I actually, the chat bubble started popping for me when I just was looking at the thing. Shar was already talking. I just exited out. I didn't want to have to get into anything that uh, I was only there to help out. I was in and out. So that's how quick they are with it, though. She was already bubbling on it. Love it. Well, LSU also had another elite quarterback on campus this past weekend. Uh, we noted on last week's pod that you know five-star quarterback, number one quarterback in the country, Bryce Underwood, was on campus. Um, but they also had 2024 four-star LSU quarterback commit Colin Hurley back in town. He was there all week uh, spending his time from Tuesday on through Friday night before he headed over to New Orleans to compete in uh, Battle New Orleans seven-on-seven tournament. Uh, LSU's you know, key recruiter really in this class right now, becoming the face in a big way, uh, was back, got a chance to watch practice before uh, LSU broke for spring break, sitting on quarterback meetings. He was up at, on campus at 6.30 in the morning watching those meetings. So he really got the run of uh, football ops and, and the Ponderosa uh, this weekend and week. Yeah, no, that, I mean, you like the, you love to see the kid when he gets a spring break, spend it on his future campus and uh, got to sit in on, as you note, a lot of different meetings with Coach Sloan and Coach Denbrock and um, just get an early feel for what it's like to be in college and how LSU goes about their day when it comes to splitting up football and academics and everything else. Um, people know Colin Hurley well by now. Great kid. Um, obviously, a lot of eyes on his uh, – it will now be a senior year because he skipped a grade, reclassified, and moved up, um, which doesn't happen a ton for quarterbacks. Usually quarterbacks are holding themselves back. Uh, he'll do the opposite. Uh, he'll move forward a year. Um, so one more year coming up at uh, Trinity over uh, in Florida. But this is kind of a time that we really get to see him a good bit. He was at, uh, what, Battle Miami when you were there. He was at Battle New Orleans this past weekend. He's going to be at all the different showcases. I'm certain he'll be at Elite 11. So it'll be a lot of fun to watch kind of how he begins to stack up against the quarterbacks who, mind you, are all a year older than him. He's moving into a class with a bunch of seniors now um, and where he falls maybe ultimately on the list of of how people view him in the rankings. I know LSU likes him a ton. That's at the end of the day, all that's going to matter. Um, I did want to note here, since we wrote it down about quarterbacks, that not only was Hurley on campus, but Billy, if you're Joe Sloan and you say, all right, I've got Colin Hurley, he's in. And look, just to add to, to it, CJ Carr, a top 10 quarterback in the country, might be top five quarterback. He's committed to Notre Dame. Uh, but with that seven-on-sevens coming in, he was on campus this past weekend with all of his seven-on-seven teammates touring around. Now, they already have their quarterback in Colin Hurley, but that's just a type of guy, like that level guy, a top 100 quarterback, top 10 quarterback, whatever it might be, um, top 100 player, I should say. Those guys were just swinging through campus and were barely even mentioning them because obviously they have their quarterback in Hurley. They don't have a quarterback for next year. And not many teams do. The dominoes have not started to fall there. But two of the best, I would say, four quarterbacks in the country are Bryce Underwood and George McIntyre. And the rankings will match that. Um, we've talked about Underwood for a while on the podcast a week ago. It was funny. Shout out Garland Gillen if he's listening again. He said, uh, uh, obviously, a reporter in the New Orleans area. Uh, follows high school football, follows every level of football. But it, Billy said he was listening to our pod and he said, 
we had sold him on Bryce Underwood so hard that when he got home, he had to YouTube it and start watching Bryce Underwood highlights. So the number one quarterback was on campus a week ago. McIntyre was on campus this past weekend, and those are the only two offers LSU has out at quarterback for next year's class. So very clear that Sloan has prioritized them. McIntyre's made multiple visits. He was here for uh, even games in the fall. He's coming out of the Nashville area, 6'5", two sports standout. Um, <clears throat> as you can guess, his other sport is basketball. He's got actually got some offers in basketball as well. Uh, but all expectations are is that he's going to play college quarterback. And LSU's very much in the mix. So it's good to see. It's a good feeling for quarterback, right, when you've got two guys, well, three guys now, Ricky Collins, but – you got guys in Jaden Daniels and Nussmeyer that you know are ready and that and that you're kind of relying on for this year and the year beyond that. Then you've got a guy waiting in the wings and Ricky Collins that you just brought to campus. You've got your current commitment for recruiting in Collins Simmons. Now work on next year, and it's very clear LSU has put themselves into the mix with Underwood and McIntyre early, early on. These guys are just finishing their sophomore season. So Nice to see McIntyre back on campus. He'll be back again this spring, I believe. Um, I'm set to catch up with him this week. Uh, so I'll bring the latest to next week's podcast and write a story on the Bengal Tiger. But um, I just wanted to note that, Billy, that quarterback-wise, they are doing well. Because I can remember many years of LSU quarterback recruiting when you weren't getting these big names onto campus. And um, we mentioned last week about Trevor Lawrence. like That was like a once-in-a-blue-moon type thing. Now it seems, dating back to what we've seen with Joe Sloan a year ago, they had Dante Moore on campus. They had Arch Manning on campus. They had Eli Holstein on campus. They had um, Jaden Rashada. You go down the list of guys who are ranked as top quarterbacks, they came through. So I'm liking their ability to get guys to visit Baton Rouge because that's where it begins. That's what that's kind of the jumping off point of getting a kid seriously invested in what you have going on. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And and credit to Joe Sloan for getting these guys on campus. George McIntyre is the, the grandson of former Vanderbilt head coach George McIntyre. Uh, and his uncle, Mike McIntyre, is at uh, FIU, that coach over there. So football family in a big way. He's a big kid. He plays in the Nashville area, uh, Brentwood, I believe, uh, Academy. Uh, I think I I think I have that right. Don't want to get. Yeah, Brentwood no, that's the, that's the worst part for here for Vandy is that a legend in their program has a grandson who is a six, five Nashville native playing at Brentwood Academy at quarterback. That could be like a program changer for you. And everybody in the world has offered him Bama LSU. So like the chances of getting him are so slim. It has to sit uh, to be at the bottom of the sec. Well, for Ole, Miss, Ole Miss went one for three on the Manning brothers. So, you know, I guess it could be could be worse. Um, <laughs> this is uh, this is one of those kids, though, that's going to be, you know, a national name that we talk about throughout this process. And he was at LSU for the LSU Alabama game, had a really nice time there, you know, getting to see that. So he's been on campus multiple times now. So the interest is real. LSU is going to be swinging away. I think Tennessee is going to be you know, a school that certainly people talk about being in state as well. But He's going to go all over. He's been all over. He's been to a lot of programs already. So, uh, you know, Joe Sloan getting him on campus, that was a really, really nice step in the in the direction with with George McIntyre. Wouldn't shock me if he ended up coming back this summer and camping, uh, quite honestly. But uh, he's going to keep a busy schedule between basketball and football. So um, kudos to Joe Sloan, once again, having one of the best quarterbacks in the country on campus. Moving on to our camp 
portion of the podcast. We're going to lead off with Under Armour Dallas, which was held on Sunday. And then we'll get into a little bit of the takeaways from Battle New Orleans uh, from Sam Spiegelman. He was out there. This is a camp in Dallas that I think was one of the better ones overall, top to bottom. I mean, they had uh, Ahmad Bro, LSU's new commit out of Ruston was there. Devon Keys, we talked about being a top performer as well in the linebacking group. And then the wide receiver group and, and defensive back group was really, really impressive. You look up and you're saying, oh, who, who's that? Well, another four-star defensive back. Who is that? Bryant Wesco, one of the best wide receivers in the country. Uh, they had guys from really all over. It wasn't, you know, Texas heavy. Micah DeBose, who's one of the best offensive linemen in the country, um, was there. Um, I'll kind of rapid fire some thoughts and, and end with one of the biggest takeaways that I got uh, from the camp on, on the recruiting front. Um, Ahmad Bro, the Russian defensive lineman edge prospect that committed to LSU earlier this month, um, bigger than I thought he was. He's checked in. Uh, he reported 255. Um, we're going to have those verified measurements and and all those things later this week from the camp. But big kid who you know played on uh, the edge in the camp and probably you know as he adds weight, going to slide potentially inside. But I thought in the camp setting, he's somebody that's that's better suited for live football, kind of the same way Devon Keys you know, lost a couple of those one-on-one reps in pass coverage. Um, just being a bigger kid, if the pads are on and you're able to create leverage that way and also play off of your overall defense, um, I, I think that's kind of where his game shines a little bit more. But in the bag drills and things like that, he was explosive. He was athletic. I like the way he moved around. So, you know, I, I liked, um, you know, getting to see a mod bro in person for the first time. Uh, I move on to, um, you know, a 2025 offensive lineman that LSU offered, um, Michael Fauci, uh, out of Louisville. He's going to be a national name. He won the offensive line MVP honors and got a future 50 invite. Uh, he loves LSU early on. He's going to take a ton of visits. He's, he's not from the States. He's been here a few years now, um, but is really enjoying his recruitment blowing up um, and has good things to say about LSU. But I'll flip back over to uh, the defensive line. Charleston Collins, four-star defensive lineman, uh, fresh off his LSU visit, was in attendance and earned an MVP honor uh, from the camp. He is clearly one of the best defensive linemen in the country. I think he's at his thinnest, a strong side defensive end. But in reality, I think he's going to be able to bulk up and kind of be a you know three-tech, kind of a lighter defensive tackle uh, prospect in the long run. He's just got such a massive frame and um, came away really impressed with his LSU visit. So subscribe to the Bengal Tiger for $10, get you four months uh, of coverage, as well as your Bengal Tiger Founders Club hat uh, for his full interview. Just drop that. A um, bunch of other prospects that were there, but the final one I'll, I'll kind of hone in on here. Um, and we'll have the full notebook from the from the camp up on the site today. I'm, I'm working through all my notes. But Bryant Wesco, 2024, top 30 overall prospect for on three. He is one of the best wide receivers in the country, a very long athletic wide out who plays in a triple option offense. Well, I tell you, he had the catch of the day in the camp going over a, a defensive back to go and get it. Uh, he also routed up a couple highly touted prospects. So uh, Bryant Wesco, who's going to be on campus next week, he's going to Clemson this week, but he is going to be at LSU next week. Um, seems like LSU after offering last month is making some headway there and He's got some Louisiana ties as well. Uh, so I'm interested to see now if LSU can make a move past the TCU and Oklahoma for him. 
This is why we make a great team, Billy, because my overall view of the camp was going to be about Bryant Wesco, and I'll pick up right where you left off. I'll have some tidbits on this, and in fact, I want to put some quotes in there from you because I took some of Cody's, uh, who named him a top performer. You hear Louisiana ties, what are they? His father, Bryant, Bryant Wesco, Destrahan, New Orleans native, Destrahan High grad, played basketball, ran track, did all that at Destrahan, was on a Destrahan High team that actually went really far basketball team uh, into the state title and uh, like all the way to the state title. And uh, they weren't that great back in the day, or at least weren't doing that every year. But did a little bit of everything up at uh, La Tech, but he'll be remembered most by, oh, yes, he's in the La Tech Hall of Fame. One of the most <laughs> decorated track and field players in the history of La Tech. Still owns their, what, I think indoor and outdoor triple jump records. And then you look at his son, has a 47-foot triple jump already. Now we're talking about the prospect, uh, Bryant Wesco, for that LSU's um, after. His sister played ODP, got into the National Development Program for Soccer with Team USA, now plays at Oklahoma. Everyone's talked up Oklahoma, and I think that's why. Like, Oklahoma fans have been confident because his sister's already on campus there. Uh, what, they live in where? Billy Midlothian, so they're in Texas. I would – this is – I can remember you and I talking about him as far back as last summer, especially when we found out there were those LSU, there were Louisiana ties, a dad from New Orleans who went to Destrahan, who was an All-American and five-time All-American, but Hall of Famer at La Tech. Now he's got one kid playing potentially Team USA soccer one day, but college soccer at the moment, and another as a top 30 prospect. Like, what are we missing, Billy? Uh, this would be my number one priority if I'm LSU. I completely agree. I mean, just candidly, I mean, we discuss with sources, guys, all the time. You know, that's part of our job. Last spring, I saw him in at a camp, and I said, there's this kid who plays in a triple option offense who's probably the best wide receiver out here. Um, and there were a couple guys that ended up in the top 100 out at that camp. I think Cordell Russell signed with TCU was out there. Uh, but Bryant Wesco, just so smooth. And he's he's a little thin, but – I mean, his frame is just awesome. I, and he's gotten quicker, uh, savvier in his route running. I think you can really tell he's turning into this bona fide five-star type prospect. And uh, just an awesome kid. Met his mom uh, after the camp as well. So um, just a great, great family. And uh, I think if LSU impresses with the visit, they'll be squarely in the mix for him. He's, he doesn't really have a timeline on a decision, but probably – you know, a guy you would expect to try and get it out of the way for his senior season uh, to unfold. But I know TCU made some really good early inroads. Malcolm Kelly's been on him a while. Um, and obviously they they had some wide receivers develop in a good way this past year. But if you're LSU, I mean, Bryant Wesco has got to be right up there with, I mean, probably one of your top five overall targets uh, in the class of 2024. And I will note, um, as kind of shifting gears, unless you got anything else uh, prospects-wise, uh, Blake Ivy, one of the top offensive linemen in the country, we've reported he's been, you know, a top LSU target. Well, he's going to be on campus later this spring as well. I, I think he said April 1st. I have to go back and check my notes, but um, look out for him to be on campus. He's out of Texas as well. Really, really impressive prospect um, who who did well in one-on-ones and, and, and battled some top uh, competition in that respect too. So a really, really good camp, uh, top to bottom, you know, is one of those ones where, uh, I got to catch a little bit of Devon Keys' individual workout just because 
there were so many offensive and defensive linemen to uh, interview and catch up with. So um, a really, really nice uh, event there in Dallas at the high school where JV and Tobiano went. Arlington Martin. You want to wrap it up with some thoughts on Battle New Orleans, which was happening pretty much simultaneously. Um, if you go on on three, and we haven't posted on the Bengal Tiger, but uh, you can read the top performers from both Under Armour Dallas and Battle New Orleans. Battle New Orleans, on three MVP, Sam Spiegelman named Jaden Riddell, who number one tied into the country by on three. He was on LSU's campus this past weekend. So good to see him have a big showing after making a visit to LSU. Then you're getting into a number of guys here, Cam Coleman, Cameron Sparks, Jason Mitchell, Jamie French, who we've talked about, uh, that have been offered by LSU already. Uh, C.J. Carr, Notre Dame commit, was named a top performer. He visited LSU over the weekend, as I noted. Um, for me, what stands out in Sam's top 10, Billy, is the Louisiana guy on it, Tradez Green at tight end, uh, coming out of the St. Francisville area. And we've talked about him on the pot a ton. He's a guy who has college basketball offers, college football offers, and He's starting to really hone in on football. Um, basketball season's obviously wrapped up now. Uh, he's back onto the seven-on-seven seven circuit, scored a number of touchdowns. Sam talked about him being just dominant in 50-50 balls. And I know we went out and watched a game. Actually, we didn't. Peter did. But our site went out and watched a game of him this past year. And we got the film back. And I was like, man, that's not much happened. I mean, for a top five tight end of the country, maybe a top three tight end, great size. You just didn't see the dominance. Then it turns out he must have woken up with a flu that day or something because by season's end, he's nearly at 1,000 yards. He's got double-digit touchdowns. That's exactly the production you want out of a tight end. Uh, for me, his stock sort of keeps going up and up. Like I'll admit I thought there was a time where he was probably rated a little too high and that he might not be there yet as a football prospect. Now that I see him after his junior year production-wise and see him going to these type of events and really putting in the work and showing out, I'm back on the I'm back on the trade as green train. I'm buying into the hype of him being a really, really high, you know, a high ceiling football player if he really puts his mind to it. Yeah, I agree with you on uh, trade as green. And, and when the rankings came out, we kind of ran down a little bit of him. I'll I'll note, um, you know, a couple guys, but one that, and, and this just shows how many guys were either on campus in Louisiana or at these camps and things like that over the weekend. Uh, James Simon worked out at Battle New Orleans as well. We're, we've got a full story coming on him, but he's out of uh, Shreveport Calvary Baptist. Um, one of the best running backs in Louisiana. Sam said he really looked sure-handed catching the ball. This, these events usually aren't you know, geared towards running backs in a way, um, but he's a big frame guy, six foot, 200 pounds. Um, I know he's really high on LSU's board. He got an offer from Frank Wilson, and he's very high on his LSU offer. So that was good to see as you see these guys you know, just start to get out there more and more on the camp circuit. Um, I'll also note uh, Kobe Howard got a mention as one of the top performers overall. He was at LSU um, as well on Friday. He plays on Colin Hurley's seven-on-seven team. He's at a Pensacola Catholic. Um, you know, two big Pensacola targets for LSU, Kobe Howard uh, in 2025 and in 2024, John Daniels, the offensive lineman. But um, Kobe Howard really loves him some LSU. I mean, he has been all over LSU. He camped last summer, then broke his leg, missed a lot of his uh, junior season uh, or sophomore season, I guess, um, but is really performed well. He, he was awesome in Under Armour Orlando. So he was back at LSU for another visit, um, and he stood out. And then one more note, Draylon Miller, four-star prospect who was at LSU 
uh, for an unofficial visit as well last Monday. So a week ago, uh, a little over a week ago now, he is, you know, really seeing it be an LSU A&M battle for him as well. And he was uh, one of the better guys out there at the Under Armour Dallas camp. So gosh, these, these guys just keep on popping up. I feel like um, throughout the weekend from between these two events. Well, and remember, too, James Simon's dad was a running back at La Tech, played in the NFL. I'll I'll have a piece on this. I don't think it'll be today. I'll do it to today is Tuesday. I'll do it Wednesday. But there is a number. We've talked about this. A number of Louisiana running backs for next year's cycle, which is what James Simon is part of. Harlem Berry, the list goes on and on. Um, there's probably about six or seven guys that are going to be really high-level football players. Harlem Berry debuted as, what, like, not an on three. I think it might've been on 24 seven arrivals, but as like one of the top 10 players in the country and one of the top two or three running backs, he might've been number one running back. Even there's people now that I'm talking to that think James Simon might be even better than Harlan Berry. So you could be looking at a situation where LSU or Louisiana is up there with two of the top five running backs in the country for next year, which is would be awesome to follow and would be great news for LSU. I think you're muted. Yo, you're muted. Um, you can see on the on three industry ranking on uh, Harlan Berry's profile, uh, just really you know how highly thought of he is. And they just redid the on three industry ranking on the profile. You can now see all of the ranking services and, and where they have them directly instead of clicking through to the industry comparison 24 seven, number 21 overall, number two running back, rivals, number 38 overall. That makes him on the industry ranking just because of, just because of how highly thought of he is. is uh, got a video playing there uh, that he's the number one running back in the country on the on three industry ranking. So I'm intrigued to see the updates to 2025. I am starting to dive in more and more with this cycle. And this seems like a really good class, especially for LSU. Yeah, no, it'll be fun. We've got 2025 rankings coming out um, sooner than later. I won't give the exact date away, but from talking to the rankings guys, they've been knee deep in these for a bit. So uh, 2020 top, 2024 top 300 got updated. 2025 top 300 will get updated. Then we'll start to see kind of everything else shuffle out with, you know, 2024 four stars and guys beyond that. So uh, fun time of year. This is kind of when you get to look back on all the film and then get to see guys in person and really start to reorder the rankings. Uh, we'll see what it all means for LSU, but Billy, that's all we had on the list. That's everything. I got one more thing because Sam Spiegelman just dropped his article on Xavier Adkins. And I forgot to mention that Brian Kelly spent a chunk of time on this visit with Xavier Adkins, just driving them around in the golf cart. Xavier Atkins, Maurice Williams, and Ja'Cory Watson. Uh, JoJo Stone was there, Zion Ferguson. Just giving them that one-on-one -on -one time. And, and Xavier Atkins said that means a lot, that Brian Kelly himself is calling him as well. Um, just you know, trying to battle away at A&M and Arkansas, who certainly have a little bit of buzz coming off of those visits as well. So just one final Xavier Atkins note. He went on the record. You can check it out on the Bengal Tiger. It was no less than 30 minutes ago when I swore that there was nothing to worry about and Xavier Atkins was going to LSU, and I thought for sure you were about to drop some. So you got him on the record, and he just decommitted, and Shay's now an idiot on the same podcast. Well, there is um, that um, – don't you have the 
not tradition, but uh, there's been a time here or there, and this is just you know a peek behind the curtain at our jobs is having me too. Kids is I'm 100 locked yeah. in. Like I'm the things king. Are, things are going going well. Boom, decommitment. If a, a week kid later. tells me that he is 100 percent solid to LSU, and I write it. It's almost like the dream school curse. Like when a kid says LSU's his dream school, he never goes there. I'm the dream school curse. Like when a kid tells me I'm 100% committed and I actually publish that, 90% of the time that kid's decommitting within a week. <laughs> Just goes to show. It's uh, quite the experience covering recruiting. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. This time of year is great. So spring football coming up. Lots of uh, guys we'll get out and see as well. Um, so be on the lookout for all of that. Uh, and spring football for LSU, uh, great reasons, $10 for four months. That deal is running this week and it'll end. So subscribe and get you a hat as well. Um, tough to beat $10 for four months of access to the Bengal Tiger. So check that out. Subscribe today. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We continue to grow on that front as well. So thank you guys uh, who have done that as well. But shutting this one down for Shay Dixon, I'm Billy Ambody. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager. Only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.